The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. an incredibly impressive showing here tonight against Adam Cole. Unfortunately, things didn't go your way, but I have to ask, why did you come out and confront Adam? Uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to go straight to the top. And everything that I've been saying is that I'm a generational talent and that, you know, I am once in a lifetime. And how can I back that up by not going against somebody who's who's on a level that, you know, I've never seen before? Adam Cole is just, he's on his own level. And, and eventually I plan on getting on that level and surpassing that level and creating a level of my own. Uh, you know, even when I lose, I win and this was a learning experience and that's why I call myself a generational talent Carmelo Hayes because you know I'm going to get better from this and, and, and I'm going to make the most of this loss I really will try me thank you for your time yeah. to the NXT cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Simi. What's going on, Miss Simi? Hello, hello. How's everybody? Oh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Um, we're about to uh, about to ask you to do a little bit of uh, extra work today. Uh-oh. Because due to technical difficulties, and uh, since it's the holiday season, we'll say gremlins, uh, <laughs> the lovely raw cast that me and Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese recorded. Actually, it was the WrestleCast that we recorded. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't uh, turn out so well. It uh, Technology somehow took it away from me. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to go through some Crown Jewel and get your thoughts on Crown Jewel. We're going to hit the high points of Monday Night Raw and then we'll talk about NXT. So we'll talk about Crown Jewel. Bobby Lashley lost to Brock Lesnar uh, you know oh. they did the typical Brock Lesnar you know I'm here for 10 minutes so uh, mm. do what you can do what you must but I'm not gonna be he, actually he's like I'm gonna be here for a maximum of 12 minutes so <laughs> so you know intros the match and walking out so do what you will do what you must parameters uh, did you watch any of this no, no. I saw the little clips that they reshowed Okay, so, uh, you know, this was a, the story where Bobby was dominating Brock. Brock uh, barely won. Uh, Bobby had him in the hurt lock. Brock couldn't get out, so he, you know, climbed, you know, the thing where he, you know, walked up the turnbuckle and then pushed himself back off of it and mm-hmm. landed on top of Bobby, and Bobby pinned the Damage Control regained the tag team titles from Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Uh, yes, so- good title change on last week's Raw just so they could have a title change in Saudi Arabia um, overbooking that makes sense but overbooking at its finest um, yeah. the damage control had kind of you know uh, matching gear throughout the night so that was pretty cool um, Drew McIntyre won the steel cage match against Karrion Cross. Um, okay. did he break his murder sword yes he did but this was slow yes. and boring um, oh. Definitely, probably the worst match of the night. Uh, wow, really? Yeah. That is a surprise, Miss Karen Cross. Yeah, it wasn't any good. Um, Judgment Day got the win over the OC because, of course, they still had a Rhea Ripley problem because Rhea yes. broke up the phenomenal forearm and that allowed the coup de gras, uh, the shotgun drop kick into the coup de gras. So uh, the OC got the win there. Um, <laughs> Braun Strowman. Highly proud of himself, defeated. Oh, uh, oh yeah, we saw how proud he was of himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he went out on Twitter and then tweeted about you know bringing big man wrestling back. Basically, uh, nobody wanted to see nobody wants to see the little guys doing flips. You know, the guys who you know basically were like something about bagging groceries. I don't know how that got into the tweet. That kind of thing, kind of out of the context of what of what he was talking about, but yes. Um, Usos retained against the Brawling Brutes. Uh, they hit Pete Dunn with a Super 1D off the ropes to retain. That looked pretty nasty. Uh, Binky uh, retained the title against Bailey in the last women's standing match. Best match on the card. Uh <laughs> Bailey put. Did she like drive her down with a golf cart? Uh, yeah, that. Yes. 
Okay, so the Bailey comes down and introduces the golf cart. Binky fights mm-hmm. it, takes over the golf cart. Um, I forgot how Bailey got on the top of the golf cart, but basically Binky's driving the golf cart back down to the ring with Bailey <laughs> holding on to it. So they get down to the bottom of the ramp, and I guess Binky is supposed to, like, put on the brakes and Uh make Bailey, like, fall off the top of the golf cart onto Mm -hmm. this table. Yes. Uh, Yeah. How about Bailey takes that bump and skips the table? Oh, that (gasps) hurt. Yeah, I saw that. I said, Ugh. I saw it because they put it over with the Nicki Minaj <laughs> thing, and it made me laugh. I watched it three times because it just made my heart smile. And then uh, I have to change my headphones because they are beeping. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then um, yeah, so that was just a uh, Bailey took a bunch of bad bumps in this in this uh, big bumps in this match. I, I hope she was doing well that's why she didn't people were talking about her energy on uh commentary she didn't look so enthused to be there she probably was in pain she probably right yeah she took a she took a uh kod onto an open chair and her back knee hit the top of the back of the chair yeah oh jesus yeah there are some big bumps that she took in this match so Bailey, you you can't be the Daniel Bryan of this. I know that Sasha and her dangerous shit is gone now. You can't take up that helm, all right? (laughs) Because it's like her freaking Xavier was. They love to take these crazy big ass bumps. Stop! (laughs) I need you healthy. You just came back. Bray Wyatt could have interviewed got interrupted by Uncle Howdy so that continues to uh, to, to move along and then Roman mm-hmm. Reigns retained the That's right. undisputed universal title against Logan Paul he uh, had a little, little help from the bloodline solo but uh, it was Superman punch followed by the spear and yeah. uh, in the midst of this matchup Logan Paul tore his knee up so he tore a meniscus his MCL possibly his ACL so he is going to be sidelined for a few months at the least six to nine months at the most well ACL that's stop trying to do things you can't do all right (laughs) he just the buck locks he did the buck shot Larry that's good as hangman page it's not for I clearly not as well because look you all your legs went to jelly. <laughs> your bones said nope. Your joints and your ligaments said we're we're not we don't do this. So no. Did it look clean? Yeah. Did it feel clean? No. Clearly not. Stop doing things you can't do. Stop it. I'm not gonna do a freaking breakdance move and stand on my head. You know why? Because I can't do that. <laughs> and I'll break my neck. Yeah, it was definitely a um, uh, one of those wild moments for sure uh, when he did that, and uh, I'm sure Adam Page jumped up and wherever you have to uh, apply for gimmick infringement, he was he was acquiring because yes. everybody was like, "Oh snap!" Go to your the first lawyer you got, <laughs> get it taken care of. <laughs> you will not um and crown jewel was what it was you know it's at this point everybody understands what they're there you know what it is what it's there for um and you know there's nothing wrong with the matches the matches were were fine Mm -hmm. um you know, Binky, I think Binky and, and and Bailey, I think everybody would admit was the match of the night in most circles. Um, the Roman and Logan thing was good. And then, of course, they had, you know, all the shenanigans with, you know, the Usos and Solo and Jake Paul and all that kind of stuff to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get everybody represented, put the star power out there at the end. But um, Usos and Brawl and Breach were really good. I like that. Karen Cross and drew no that's a no for me dog and uh, <laughs> in the first match um brock was was really good with bobby lashley and i like the damage control 
uh, tag team match with Oscar mm-hmm. was the, where we had the title change. Uh, that was really good too. So, you know, nothing offensive. Uh, everybody got home safely. Uh, There's no war that broke out. Iran uh, didn't oh. attack uh, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia like it was reported that could uh-huh. possibly be happening. So, Shit. That's scary. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so that brings us to Monday Night Raw, where we start out. Usos, New Day. Uh, they're going back and forth because they're having that big matchup on SmackDown this week where yes. the New Day are trying to stop the Usos from breaking their record as the mm-hmm, longest mm-hmm. running consecutive tag team champions in WWE history. So they come out here and they just have a promo going back and forth about, uh, you know, the, the Usos appraising the New Day's history. It tells them there's nothing wrong with being the second best tag team in WWE, uh, Woodson calls out the Usos for being coddled and being in that famous wrestling family. Um, you know, saying that they got their tryouts based on the work of the other people who came into Ooh. them, came into the business before them, where mm-hmm. they are first generation superstars. You know, they had nobody, you know, helping them figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you don't even know what part of this wrestling family is about because with that comes with pressure and uh, they started talking about all the different you know things that they had to live up to as part of being in the Usos and part of the Fatu legacy well then Xavier Woods comes right back and says they don't know what it means to even have pressure because New Day knows what it's like to be sitting in catering wondering if you're going to get fired where you had to build a YouTube channel just so someone will notice you at work then Jimmy was like, okay. He brings up breaking uh, Woods' crown, and then Jay is like, but hold on, fam. There wouldn't even been no Kofi Mania if we hadn't forfeited the gauntlet match for you to even be in that situation. So you need to go ahead and give us our props, and then just go ahead and stay home with them kids, because, you know, it wouldn't have been that moment with them kids running around this rain if it weren't for us. So go home, stay with them kids, and let's go ahead and get this record. And then uh, it was about to get even more spicier, and then Matt Riddle came down there for some reason. And, uh, and ruined everything. Yeah, then nobody was interested no more in the promo. Nope. Because then they ended up making a six-man tag team match. Yeah, that promo was amazing. The back and forth, the emotion, the history steeped into it, the spice that they were adding. I was like, yes, let's go. And then fuck-ass Matt Riddle came out, and I was like, go away. <laughs> why did you interrupt this great promo with you and your stupid bongs and your weed jokes and your just unnecessary whole presence Ugh, he just ruined a perfectly good segment a perfectly perfect segment I had no notes and then he came out and I had all the notes <laughs> and all of them said get out of here white man Solo ends up pinning Riddle with the self spinning solo. So good. Uso solo score, you get the win. Baron Corbin beat Cedric Alexander. Aww. Um, Seth Rollins makes the open challenge for his United States (laughs) title. Judgment Day and Finn uh, come down. Rollins is kind of confused. Finn Balor's like, "Yo, man, cost me a title once, so now I'm gonna cost you this title." But here comes the OC. They come down. So it's the OC on one side, Judgment down the other side, Seth Rollins in the middle. <laughs> so they start arguing amongst themselves, and Seth Rollins realizes, oh, ain't nobody, ain't really, here. My ain't nobody <laughs> really here for my title, so let me go ahead and just slip on out the ring <laughs> while, y'all, while y'all can do what y'all gonna do. Style says that it isn't over. And she, he says, because there's always been this rear Ripley problem. He says they still haven't found anyone, but someone found them. And then we all of a sudden go to the scuffle on the floor. And me and Yim is yes! head baddie in charge with the Tim. That's right. Camo pants. Hell yeah. Kendo stick. And she is beating the shit out of Rhea Ripley. And so that starts a big old brawl. And uh, yeah. Good ankle. Loved that. So 
So I love Seth Rollins. I like this cute little blonde that he had. That's said, yes, love that. Because when he first put the blonde, I was just like, are, are we getting Streak Rollins back? If we get Streak Rollins back, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. But we got this cute little blonde ombre situation. I enjoy it. I really liked that they referenced the fact that um, it was, you know, Finn and Seth for that title. I was just like, oh, if only it wasn't United right now. But, ooh, that's delicious. Love that. And then the OC came, and I was just like, oh, you're going to ruin it. And then the way that Seth just kind of tiptoed his ass out of the ring, I was like, that's right. He understands. He understands, oh. I don't I don't have to fight. This doesn't have bye. And he just snuck out of that ring. I cackled. That was great. And then the return of me again. Yes. Oh, that made me so happy. I legitimately screamed. Yeah. I was so excited. That was uh, someone that I don't think we even had on our bingo card as no. back in and kind of do this with her. So um, looking forward to the matchup. Yes, because she should have never been released. It wasn't her fault that that damn retribution bullshit ain't work. What do you think about Rhea's hair choices these days? The stylings. I mean, it works with her whole, like, thing. But, like, I miss the short hair. She was best with that short, like, fade thing and just, like, all dark black hair. Like... The, the the this big like Viking mullet situation, like it's not bad and it fits. And I'm like, sure, I get it, but like, give me that short, like, all dark hair back because that was when it was mwah, perfection. <laughs> uh, Seth says there's still gonna be an open challenge. Uh, Otis beat Elias. Um, Good. Judgment Day said they ain't scared. They ain't worry about no me or you. She ain't gonna <laughs> solve nothing. And so everybody walks off. And then as they're walking off, we see Rhea Ripley crossing paths yes. with Bianca Belair. Yes, it's loading. Oh, this is gonna. Oh, everybody kind of understands what that means. Yes. When we don't know. Where we don't know. We don't know. But it's loading. Yeah, they they don't do that for nothing. Uh, Binky comes out, cuts promo with Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Um, We see kind of like some fan footage of them, you know, in the parking lot almost getting into a fight earlier (laughs) in the day. Uh, So Damage Control comes out to interrupt. Dakota Kai uh, talks about Binky Hatton beating Bailey Steele. And then Asuka starts speaking in Japanese. Well, Eos guy comes right back arguing in Japanese. And they start speaking to each other back and forth. And then Eo eventually calls Asuka a bitch. And then all of a sudden, we got a big brawl coming on. Uh, Bianca says, this is war. So this is ending at war games. Trying to do her back regal. That's when Nikki Cross jumps Binky from behind. The brawl restarts again. Damage control, Nikki Cross, beat down Binky, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. And uh, Bailey says, yeah, we'll see y'all at War Games. Yes, I'm so excited. Binky tried to do her best William Regal, but it just doesn't hit unless it's William. <laughs> it just doesn't hit unless it's that English man just yelling War Games. He has to be ultimately stressed out that everybody's fighting and over it, and his blood pressure is like, it's too high. His face is as red as Ilya Dragunov's face and he comes out and just says war games that's when it hits that's when it really hits but who is going to be their fourth is it going to be Candice LeRae this is going to be a five on five oh oh five yep so we're going to get one more person on uh, damage control and Nikki Cross's team and then we need two more people conveniently for (laughs) being if they want to go Tegan and Dewdrop because no. to me Tegan Knox needs to be in this match why Dakota and Tegan the first <sighs> war games back and everything they got history you know we're doing this history thing with WWE now we're referencing things that happened before NXT isn't like in the wilderness they you know cross 
interact with the NXT stuff stories now. Mm-hmm. So it just seems to me that Tegan Knox would be the right, would be one of the people that I would have chose. But you know, they could go the route of, oh my gosh, we can't find anybody. We may have to come into this at a disadvantage, and it doesn't matter if it's five on three or four on three or four on four. Mm-hmm. We'll show up and we'll be there, and we'll mm-hmm. still come out victorious. And then, you know, they get down to they don't have any more people. And then, you know, that's when you get your Sasha and Naomi. I need that. And then who's going to be the other one for? For damage control, I don't know. Maybe it'll be, um, I don't know because uh, we haven't seen Dewdrop, so we don't know what the the uh, situation, the relationship is between her and Nikki, even though mm-hmm. we've seen Nikki and we've kind of seen Nikki get uh, kind of, I don't know, adopted by damage control, I guess is right. the term. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, they've still got some story to tell, and they've got. I mean, uh, they've got two more weeks to tell it, and. Uh, if it's supposed to be like Survivor Series, I would think like maybe somebody from Smack, some people from SmackDown, should also be. I think be what's going to happen is the women's War mm-hmm. Games match is going to come from Raw, and the men's War Games match is going to come from SmackDown. I think that's. Oh okay, okay. Oh okay, yeah. So you get so you get two matches, but mm-hmm. you know, women represented from Raw, women men represented by SmackDown. Right. Yes, that's a good way to get around Roman having the both titles, so he don't have to fight a champion because like he's gonna fight himself, <laughs> him and his demons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know Roman gets into it, and yeah, this where you don't have to worry about them setting up a another championship title defense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to set up, you know, just the actual cage match itself. So, um, Theory beats Shelton Benjamin. So, we got oh. Shelton and Cedric on the show. They both took L's, unfortunately. Uh, Miz and Johnny Gargano. Um, more shenanigans here. Johnny Gargano basically telling uh, that he tricked the Miz to think the Miz was talking to a movie producer. Instead, it was a private investigator, <laughs> and Miz spilled beans that everything Gargano said last week was the truth. I love this whistleblower story. I do. I love it so much. I'm like, yes, this is why we needed Johnny Gargano <laughs> just to do this bullshit. It's great. Um, I told. Um, Mo, that I think that this is their take on Jesse Smollett. But yeah, it's like you know, it is rigging all of this up for yeah, you know, publicity and fame or whatever. Yeah. So, um, Miz beat Johnny Gargano in the matchup because he hit him with a turnbuckle rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the ref think that Dexter Loomis was underneath the ring, and then he came out the other side with the turnbuckle rod and caught Gargano. Because he's clever. <laughs> uh, yeah, after the match, Loomis comes out and uses a chair, beats Miz down, and uh, sits down in front of him, glares at him. Um, Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke for the 24-7 title. And then right after Nikki Cross attempted to throw the belt in the trash, didn't quite mm-hmm. land in the trash, but we all got the uh, the sentiment of what was happening. Right. I like that Dana Brooke is treating the 24-7 I-95 championship as like a big like deal. That's, it's like, no, no, we're not going to just have me running out into the ring anymore. We're going to set up a match for it. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Also, she looks different. Yes, Dana Brooke continues to do a lot of uh, cosmetic improvement. Oh, yeah. She's looking a little bit more like Charlotte. Because I was just like, wait, ooh, she looks different. So, I mean, she doesn't look bad. It's just, this is not the Dana Brooke I remember. Right. Right. Um, so it looks like the 24-7 title, uh, we always figured that uh, Triple H didn't have much use for it, but uh, he definitely mm-hmm. uh, proved that, nah, it ain't nothing that he won on his show anymore. So right. the title has uh, presumably been dumped, literally, mm-hmm. in the trash. Um, yeah. 
Seth Rollins comes out for that open challenge. Mustafa Ali pops up on the screen. He's going to accept, but then Bobby Lashley jumped his ass from behind. Uh, he tells Seth that he wants revenge. And, he, and uh, you know, he said the only reason he got the title anyway is because of uh, Brock Lesnar. So he's going to come back, get his revenge on uh, Seth, and then, you know, he'll handle Brock Lesnar again at a later date. Ali comes back up to try to, like, you know, defend himself again. And then uh, yeah, Bobby Lesnar just took him and tossed him into the, one of those damn road cases. That's the last Lord. time I've seen Mustafa Ali since. Damn. Um, <laughs> so Bobby comes down to the ring and it's on and uh, he is just beating them Seth Rollins from pillar to post uh, he eventually uh, gives him a spine buster through the announcer's table and uh, the security and everybody Adam Pierce, just pushed Bobby to the back they're like Bobby you can't even have no match now because you've been too <laughs> control so Bobby leaves, and then here comes Austin Theory with his damn briefcase, talking about, hey, I'm going to cash it in, cash it in, cash it in, ring the bell. Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Austin Theory hits the A-Town down. Bobby comes in and pulls the referee out. Bobby gets into it with Theory. Well, Theory gets into it with Bobby, but that doesn't work out well because Bobby wrecks Theory, puts him in the hurt lot, and leaves him for dead. Uh, Theory barely makes it back in before the count of 10 and runs right into the stomp and Seth Rollins uh-huh. retains the title. And okay. Austin Theory no longer has his briefcase. So uh-huh. in the last 30 minutes of this show, Triple H was like, I'm getting rid of that damn 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. And Austin Theory, we should, uh, you officially, your daddy is not here no more. We can take yes. uh, taking this briefcase off of you as well. So Love that. House clean with Triple H. Nah, I was like, yep. <laughs> Bye with his briefcase. Goodbye. The way I was still like nervous that he might win, I was just like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Because what we what we need, we need Seth Rollins versus Goons at Survivor Series. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what we need. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, Siri, you better you better lose. So when he lost, that made me real happy. Yeah, work your way back up from the bottom because your papa ain't here no more to just skyrocket you to the top. Good. Yeah, that's what we pretty much got today. Um, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a good episode of Monday Night Raw. Actually, I thought it actually mm-hmm. had some pretty good pace to it. Um, the matches were kind of short. Some of the matches were short, uh, but I thought that they did a lot to kind of get us ready for war games especially coming mm-hmm. right out of crown jewel so yeah yeah good stuff good stuff okay uh, how's this uh how's this new life of you actually being able to watch monday night raw treating you house how's, how's that it's like oh look at you getting better because one of them it's like oh you started with seth rollins so you know like i have binky and them here so you know what i'm here for i just can't watch that last hour because at 11 o'clock at the latest, I got to be in the bed. <laughs> so that last hour, never watch it. Don't know what happens there. But from 8 o'clock to 9.59, I'm there. And then sleep time. I got to go. <laughs> but it's been good so far. I've been enjoying it. Thank you, Triple H, for giving me things to enjoy again. What's up? What's up? Do you have a favorite storyline or or anything that's kind of you look forward to the most so far since you've been able to watch it on a more consistent basis? I love this Johnny Gargano thing. I do. Yeah. I've always enjoyed I love it. The whole whistleblower story, like the, I don't know if it was last week or like two weeks yeah, ago. when he went to, Yeah. I enjoyed every single second of that whole segment i loved every single part of it it's great i'm like damn it johnny gargano you should have been up here earlier because this is amazing um i like this uh the damage control versus um binky and them so that's really fun so far um eo and asuka just in the ring just like going off in japanese was great the match that they had, what, um, like two weeks ago, mm. it was, yo, Io and Asuka, when they got in that ring, mm-hmm. I turned up. <laughs> I turned up. I think everybody did. 
because yeah, I was like, that, yes, yes. But whoever produces these matches, I'm tired of Dakota getting the brunt of the beatdown. I don't like that. I don't like that. I know she can take a good beatdown and she's really good at selling these moves. But no. Freaking ca- captain of Team Kick needs to kick some heads off. God damn it. <laughs> I'm tired of that. But so far, those are like my two favorite stories. And I really enjoy, I'm really excited to see Mia Yim back. Yeah. I need Dominic to get to just, just uh, watch some Uncle Eddie Guerrero tapes do something because I have faith in you but oof it's different he's the least strong with at least with the talking and things I just need it I just need it to get better mm-hmm. for judgment day because oofs it was rough and it was just like they think they can mess with mommy I was just like Wah! don't stop why did you speak <laughs> why did you why did you say words Let's listen to Jill Scott. Maybe we could just be silent because why did you say words? Shouldn't have done that. And then, of course, Seth Rollins. He's just my favorite maniac. And I want to see how unhinged Bobby Lashley is going to keep getting. Yeah, we definitely um, looks like we're going into a shift here of Seth Rollins becoming the Babyface and Bobby mm-hmm. uh, doing the, the the more heelish turn, so um, yeah. we'll see how this continues to play out as we get closer and closer to Survivor Series. And then that brings us to our regularly scheduled uh, programming here, the NXT portion of the show, where we have Joe Gacy taking on Cameron Grimes right out of the bat. Uh, Ava Rain pushes Cameron Grimes off the top. That allows Joe Gacy to hit that handspring lariat. And Joe Gacy gets a win over our boy, Cameron Grimes. Joe Gacy has wrestling gear now. Yeah. Oh, look, look at you. I was, at first I was like, who the hell is this wrestling um, Cameron right. Grimes? Who's this new dude? <laughs> right. Because I, I looked on, I was just like, well, I was like, is that, does that say Gacy on the ass? That's Gacy. Look at you with actual gear. You don't look like you're going to tell me what the soup of the day is. That's a nice change of pace. And like with all his like dark wizardry bullshit, I forget that, you know, he's actually pretty good in the ring. So like the match itself was really good. I just hate this gimmick. If it wasn't this gimmick, he was just like, I don't know, it was just GYV and Ava Rain, kind of like a diamond mind situation, but like not diamond mind. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine. I just hate the dark wizardry gimmick. But in the ring, he's actually pretty good. It was a, a really good, enjoyable match. Now, um, Cameron Grimes got to find a homegirl to counteract David Rain. Mm-hmm. He needs to find a whole clique of people because uh, yeah, I know numbered uh, uh, substantially. In right, this, uh, one divorce. Yeah, in this uh, in this in this matchup, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where because I mean he had to reach down to get the OC to at least get right. The, you know the six man match, and that worked out in his favor. Yeah. But you know they not here no right. more. You know who he's probably gonna get. It's probably um, the Air Punch Boys and Fallon Henley because they're already a, a packaged two dudes and a girl. Yeah. It's probably, right. probably what's going to happen. Possibly. But I don't like they the got, Air Punch Boys. They got, they got some <laughs> other issues of brewing, though. So we'll see. Oh, uh, that's true. They, uh, they can take yeah. some time out of their busy schedule to go help Cameron Grimes. Nathan <laughs> Frazier tells Axum that he'll be out of action a little bit longer Aww. due to his injuries. Damn. Jordan Devlin McDonough comes in to say Frazier knows nothing yeah. about pain, so Axiom mocks McDonough for losing a lot, and that leads us to a match being made for later. Um, yeah. too bad. I like this cute little friendship with Axiom and Nathan Frazier. Right, right. Built off of respect and uh, mm-hmm. that, that two out of three falls uh, yeah. tournament thing they did. Uh, See, now if they turn into a tag team, I'd be fine with it. Mm, that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah. Be a fun tag team, good baby face tag team to maybe yeah take the belts off of uh, Pretty Deadly at some point. They, yeah, at some point, they, not they yet. <laughs> wrestle a style that would be conducive to you know the fans getting behind them. So yeah, maybe on something there. So in uh, you know three or four months when Axiom and uh, Nathan Frazier are the number one contenders for the tag team titles, remember where y'all heard it first, folks. Yep. 
Uh, and pay me money. <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> so now it's time we go to the barbershop. Carmelo Hayes and uh, Trick, they aren't worried about the haters saying that he didn't get his North American title back. He and Trick aren't worried about Wesley either, and they don't care that their barber is somewhat of a fan of Wesley. Oh, damn. Oops. Scripps is coming to watch NXT fall. So, who else? Who knows who that particular person is going to be? Ay, ay, ay. More cults. Who are you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why? I'm tired. No um, more cults. At first, I thought this was uh, Dijakovich, but then they keep showing yeah. his stuff separate from this. So, I was like, well, it must not be him. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, that was too much of a Chucky. That's not it. I was like, well, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> uh, so Ruka took on Electra Lopez. Um, Electra Lopez hit her with a choke bomb and she got the win. So One, awesome. two, three. And then um, after the match, Indy Hartwell, she ran in and mixed it up with Electra Lopez. So that looks like that's going to be our next program Indy Hartwell and Electra. Um, Electra Lopez is looking good. So good. I was like, yeah, Solo Ruka tried to go up against Electra Lopez. Didn't work. Beat her ass right on the ass. I was like, damn. Well, there goes that. Do you see anything in Solo Ruka, or she just hasn't had enough TV time for you to make an opinion? Uh, Yeah, she hasn't had enough TV time. The the most memorable thing about her is that time she walked on her hands and knees. On on her hands. Yeah, the hands free. Yeah, that was the most memorable thing. So, I mean, I think she just maybe needs more TV time and for me to see what her personality is. Mm-hmm. For me to try to, like, do anything. So. Duke Hudson and Thea Hale, they want to take Charlie Dempsey apart. Hudson will be at Ringside tonight against a besmirching Charlie Dempsey, but only for its support. So we get a video call between Toxic Attraction with JC Jane being worried about showing up because Alba Fire might hurt them. Then Alba Fire, who JC Jane thought was a cop, pulls her over, pulls her out of the car, beats her up, promises to come for Mandy Rose next week. See, you should have stayed your ass at home. See, did you not learn from not wanting to go into the haunted house? Clearly not. I would have stayed home. Be like, mm-mm, no, no. You're home. You're by the pool somewhere. So why do I have to go anywhere? I don't think so. Stay my ass at home. She can't get me when I'm in my house. I mean, maybe if like her cousin lets her in, like Bianca's, like <laughs> Selena's cousin let Bianca in when she beat her up in in her own house. But listen, I'm not going out. Not doing it. So we get a video. Oh, excuse me. Um, Charlie Dempsey's gonna take on Andre Chase. So Chase can't get an arm bar, but he can hit the spelling stomps. That's broken up, and Dempsey pulls him into a leg lock, followed by an STF. That's enough for Duke Hudson to throw in the towel, despite Andre Chase being right next to the rope, and it looked like he was gonna breach the ropes. So uh, there you go. You can't trust Duke Hudson mm. out here sabotaging nope. our good man mm-hmm. Andre Chase. You know who would never done this? My blonde Viking Bodie. <laughs> Bodie wouldn't have done this. Mm. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, I like that they're trying to get Charlie Dempsey back on TV in yeah. some type of capacity, but I don't like the story that they're telling with uh, Chase U because Chase U's been such a big part of this NXT rev, you know, rebrand, reset, mm-hmm. and just when they finally got some things going now, it seems like they're trying to shut it all down. I don't like it. I don't like it. Kiana James and her assistant come into family Fallon Henley's bar where Josh Briggs and Brick Jensen, aka the Air Punch Boys, are all Mm -hmm. in lust. James is trying to buy the place, but Henley isn't interested. She says she has a lot of memories and isn't taking the deal. Kiana James wants to build an apartment complex on this site. That seems like a very small place to build an apartment complex. I mean... Bar, how big are these apartments gonna be? Probably very <laughs> tiny, unethical. I stand with Fallon Henley. <laughs> uh, Fallon Henley out here playing the role of um, 
Daisy Duke and Brooks and Jensen out here, me and her cousins, Luke and Duke, Luke and Bo, Duke. Uh, this uh, it's the installment of the Duke's ass. Still haven't seen it. But I have no reference for this. <laughs> okay. It's a television show from the eighties. Uh, with a racist uh, Dodge Charger as a star. And, yeah, uh, that's the only thing I know. I know about that racist car. I know about them boots. That's all I got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all I got. And uh, <laughs> it's the uh, and the shorts that uh, Daisy Duke wore. So, yeah. There you go. Boss Hall man was dressed in all white from head to toe. So uh, he's How did he never get the, dirty? He's, that's he's the inspiration for um, Mr. Candy, Mr. Candy in. Uh, Django, Leonardo's character. Oh, yeah. okay. He's kind of like also a movie I've never seen. Miss Simi. I'm. T- I don't want to see slave things. I know okay, that like I got you. he he eventually he like comes back and I've seen clips that he whips him back and he stays Broomhilda and stuff. But I don't want to see slave things. I don't want to do it. I know what you are going to go see. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go first weekend or are you going to wait a day or two so your theater is uh, crowded? Or I'm probably going to wait. I'm probably not going to see it until Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Monday myself. So, and I'm going to go early in the morning like a 90-year-old person, which that's what I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe go on Monday mm-hmm. at like 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's just like right when I get out, all the right. people will be coming in. And- exactly. Cause like I saw, I did see Black Panther like on like opening like like that Thursday night. I was there. I had to struggle to find a seat. Lines were long as shit. Even though I bought my ticket ahead of time, so there was no, no, nope. I'm coming. I'm seeing it. And I had to sit like at the edge next to other people. It was very crowded. It was a good experience because you know a whole bunch of blacks and all this stuff. So it was great. But like, hmm. Mm. Mm, corona, monkeypox, also like people. No, so, <laughs> I'm gonna try to see it Sunday. Hank Walker, so uh, security guard Hank, is taking on Stacks. I need to the head gives Stacks a two count, but Walker gets fired up and runs Stacks over. Stacks pokes him in the eye and gets a two count off a roll up before dropping Walker with a running knee to the back of the head, and Stacks gets the win over security guard Hank. Oh, I do like your security guard, Hank. You seem like a nice man. <laughs> but Stax, very good in the ring. Yeah, he's getting better for sure. He yeah. Tony D'Angelo out there mm-hmm. giving them advice. So, uh, yeah. A very impressive win. Uh, it's time for Grace. It's time for the Grace and Walla effect with Von Wagner, with Mr. Stone and Brian Breaker as guests. The fans writing in don't seem to like Wagner, and he doesn't care what they think. Wagner brags about how great he is, but Brian Breaker says, try jumping him face to face. Breaker lists off all the people who have been impressed by him or taken out by him. Breaker's like, Apollo Crews, there, I said your name. You happy now? And Vox is teased, but they just stare at each other instead. So it's funny, um, after Robert Stone tries to get into it, uh, <laughs> That Ron Breaker just slams his head on the podium, wipes him out, and then him and, and Von Wagner are staring at each other. And then far into the real close on Braun Breaker and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Von Wagner, and then you see Grayson Waller's head pop up in between them, smiling. Because <laughs> he loves stirring up some shit. He loves mess. He's a messy bitch who lives for drama and Instagram live. And it makes him he he loves going on the Instagram. He loves going live. It's hilarious to me. I love Bron Bron Breaker. Yes, just just beat this man. He was just like, listen, I bet you're not gonna do it right now, are you? Let's go. I'm tired of this talking. Let's go. Love that. Von Wagner. Nobody's nobody likes you. Nobody's afraid of you. And clearly, you care that we like you. You care. Wesley said he wanted to win those tag team titles last week, but he's ready to beat Carmelo Hayes next week, defending that North American title. Corey Jade isn't scared of Wendy Chu, and she says he doesn't have any friends and no one cares about Wendy anyway. 
Apollo Crews is in Nigeria as a part of the WWE talent search, but he says he hadn't forgot about Braun Breaker. So now we get JD McDonough versus Axiom. Axiom pulls him into a choke, which is reversed into a knee bar. The referee breaks the hole because Axiom is screaming so loud. Axiom begs the ref not to stop it, but the doc says it's over. Boo! I wanted Axiom in his mask to win. Boo. Jordan definitely done it out here. And just another one. Ugh. He bothers me. Brutus Creed versus Damian Kemp in the five minute challenge. Brutus jumps Kemp in the aisle to start the fight before heading inside where the bell is rung. The fight is on fast, Brutus knocking them around and then back to the outside. Kemp gets pulled back to the floor and hammered onto the announcer's table before they head back to the inside. Brutus sends him shoulder frozen to the post before grabbing a chair. Brutus then hits him with the chair and that's a DQ. After the match, uh, Brutus hits him with the chair again and that's when Veer and Sangha are looking at Diamond Mine from the balcony. Brutus never said he was going to win the match. He just said, I need five minutes which I'm going to kick your ass with the use of a chair. But he did it. <laughs> he kept his promise. All of Brutus. And a little man. Buddy. <laughs> How's that? Sounds a little bit better. <laughs> uh... We see that T-Bar is still coming back and he promises his form of justice. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm like, yeah, sure. Roxanne Perez offers an ear to Indy Hartwell if anything is wrong. But Hartwell says, there are no friends in this business. It just doesn't work out this way. Aww, Persia. And her husband is out here kidnapping people. <laughs> so she's all alone. Uh, main event time: Nikki Lyons and Zoe, Nikita Lyons, excuse me, and Zoe Stark taking on Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Little Team Sunshine for the women's yes, tag yes. team titles. Casey Catanzaro, stun dog, millionaires herself out of trouble, and everything breaks down. Zoe Stark almost closed Lyons' lines by mistake, and Lyons even takes the bullet of a double super kick for her. A super kick by Stark drops Caden uh, Carter, but the champs are back up, and the 450 neckbreaker combination hits Starks, and they retain the titles. So Caden Carter and uh, Casey Kenton's our little team sunshine have another successful title defense. Yay! That's freaking right. That's because it. the nerves I was feeling. Um, I just want to get this creep cast moment out of the way. Uh-huh. Most, Kate and Carter looks so good when they showed them walking into the arena. Yes. The blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue. Oh my yep. Yep. Um, so after the match, we got the respect angle. The ref is going to hand the titles to the champions, but Starks and uh, Lions grabbed them instead to present them to the champions. Well, Nikita Lyons hands hers over, but Zoe Stark has a little bit of problem giving hers to Casey uh, to giving hers to Caden Carter because uh, she spun around and hit Nikita Lyons in the head with the title. And, well, uh, so that's the end of that, and that is there goes that. That's how we ended this week's NXT. So Zoe Stark heel turn fully activated. So now we have a program Nikita Lyons and Zoe Starks presumably for deadline yeah this was a little soon a little and by little I mean a whole hell of a lot soon yeah they did a Tony Khan yeah <laughs> they really did cause like um, obviously I'm fine with them losing because they they are not good as a tag team not really they didn't even have much time to really build as a tag team before all of a sudden they're in this in the title picture mm-hmm. so like it was a good match. Really enjoyed it. Again, Caden and Casey, just the tag team moves, the chemistry. Like, you just, that just comes from years of just working together and just like they have that chemistry. So I was glad to see them pull it out and win and get it. And I like that, like, it's when they, they really like get those tag team moves together, that's when they really, really shine. So love that. And yeah, this turn was too soon. Like, they, they should have really built up to this. Because, like, when 
they had Zoe go in a little, a little like angry before. I was just like, oh, okay, so they're building up to her, you know, maybe losing her confidence or maybe going too far. I thought maybe what would have been a better angle would at least have been them to obviously still lose, but like have it be kind of um, that Zoe went was going a little too far. Maybe um, she got this. She got this just crossed, right, or even got um, like when you're at the ropes and you have until five to break it. She got to like four and a half, mm-hmm. and then she got a little too ahead of herself, and then um, you know, Caden or Casey got the pin and they won. That way, it's kind of like a clean pin, for, at least for the champions as well. And then you can have more miscommunications between Nikki and Nikki, Nikita and Zoe. Like, mm-hmm. it's always Zoe going a little too crazy. And Nikita's like, girl, pull it together in these matches, and then you can have the turn. Mm-hmm. But this was way too soon. It was way too soon. It was just like Cora and um, Roxanne, too soon. Right. Right. It's almost like they realize, it's almost like they don't realize they have all this TV and that you can can tell these long stories. We don't necessarily (laughs) have to, you know, I mean, good Lord, they're, they're super, super microwave and stuff. Yeah. Like like, you can let it build or maybe they were just like, Oh, we need to pull the plug on these two as a tag team immediately. Yeah. Maybe they saw something, they lack of chemistry or something, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, uh, I didn't get that at all. I mean, they they kind of was like, yo, you know, sorry, I failed you or whatever. Or Joyce right. was kind of fed up with her lot, being, you know, meaning, you know, last time yeah. she got this far, she got hurt, so she had to get the titles mm-hmm. up. She didn't, they didn't right. win the tournament, they lost. Mm-hmm. Now she gets a chance to get them back. They lose their first chance, put some shenanigans, but they're getting a rematch. And, right. you know, so yeah, it seems like there's a there's about six more weeks worth of this that they could have told us before we got to this. Yeah, before we got to this point. And and presumably this one-on-one matchup. But I'm like you, the story in all of this is that the the champs retained. And uh, who are we going to build up next to give them a a good long story to tell and go into this next deadline um, Mm -hmm. takeover situation? Um, That's what I'm I'm looking forward to. Yep. Same. Yeah. and it also goes to show again what they've been trying to prove to people from the very beginning that they are the established tag team here in NXT. Mm-hmm. and it's yep. going to be very difficult for a thrown together team no matter what the talent level is or the disadvantage they may pose as far as height and weight to Caden and Casey but their mm-hmm. teamwork will always reign supreme exactly it's like you can't that when those quick tags and I don't know what the finishing move is called I can't remember but when they hit it it's like you're done you gotta go <laughs> yeah so that was this week's NXT um, we got pretty much uh, everybody that has been a major player contributor uh, for the mm-hmm. last two months on here sprinkled in uh, Carmelo and Trick they got their little barbershop thing um <laughs> You know, Zoe and, uh, you know, Nikita, they got their little program up and running now. The tag team champs were here. Uh, we didn't see Pretty Deadly this week after last yeah. week's title defense, but we saw Braun and Vaughn Wagner. Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, Mandy was here via, you know. Via Satellite. <laughs> um which is actually a pretty cool deal for them because I think that they're most effective. They're one of the groups who's most effective doing their stuff outside of the performance center and outside yeah. of the ring and the live promo type stuff. Right. Uh, they're good at like the, the like the film segments and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that actually works better for them uh, in these cases, especially with uh, Alpha Fire out here being a vigilante of some sort um, impersonating the police yeah um so yeah i thought this was a really good episode of nxt i thought yeah. it was pretty strong um they're they're 
just to getting their legs back up under them but slowly mm-hmm. but surely yeah they're like building back up again which i like yeah i enjoyed the show um I'm liking Cora more and more as a heel. Like her little promo that she had where she was just like telling Wendy Chu, like, girl, there are no friends. You know, you were the girl who was like desperate to have friends in high school and um, you're not going to get this here. Like she is really like grown into this like heel character. I feel like she probably should have been a heel all along, <laughs> honestly, because like the skateboard thing was nice like it works i was like oh, a little skateboard girl but this heel persona works really well for her so she's gotten really like more comfortable in in this role um i enjoyed all the matches and i thought yeah i thought it was a good strong episode it had also had like a lot of talking like segments and stuff but it the segments were building to things and they were like you know telling story and advancing it and like building it wasn't like random mm-hmm so I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah. Thought it was strong. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to really see Cameron Grimes and Joe Gacy again, but it's set up. No. It, yeah. That match ended. It's set up again for them to kind of continue their. their <sighs> I'm excited for Electra Lopez to finally get like a real program and really get featured mm-hmm. and really be a part of the women's singles division. Uh, get a chance to see her really, you know, wrestle week in and week out and see what she can do and not just be, you know, the manager on the side here and there. Um, and Charlie Dempsey, I'm actually um, pretty intrigued by him. Want to see what they're going to go with him and Andre Chase long term. What Charlie Dempsey's story is going to be? Is he going to be maybe a a dark horse contender for Braun at some point? That would be fun. Yeah. You cut out because I accidentally clicked on something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going over the other matches and was just talking about Charlie Dempsey oh, okay. and seeing uh, maybe what his long term. Uh, view will be if he maybe it'll be a person that they can maybe right now we don't see it but maybe he could be someone mm-hmm. who could challenge Braun. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's um he's William Regal's son, right? Right. Okay, he kind of looks like a mix between like a little bit of William Regal, Pete Dunne, and like Kenny Omega in the hair. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, hmm. You have interesting features. That reminds me of other people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, Miss Simi. I'm going to turn it over to you, my dear, for your shout-outs and thank yous. Well, shout-out to you, Don, as always. Shout-out to the CSPN family. Shout-out to the WrestleCast family. Shout-out to the patrons who paid a little extra to hear us talk some more. And shout-out to you guys in the hashtags. And shout-out to Sasha and Naomi. Please come back soon. I miss you. <laughs> and where's my little Englishman, Tyler Bate? Where are you? Shout out to Miss Simi for joining me here once again on this elongated version of the NXT cast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, entertaining me with Crown Jewel and Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw recaps as nope. well. Uh, thank you to Mo to the underscore Reese. Thank you to Miss J to the Max. Thank you to Dee Jonay and Sam and Greg and everybody here at the WrestleCast that uh, helps me put together these shows. Thanks to Black Marvel by Colin and Kyle Wren for always holding down the Twitter spaces. Thanks to all the members of the GLOW. Shout out to all of you lovely ladies who interact with us and spread the good word about the WrestleCast. We definitely appreciate yes, yes. that. Uh, subscribe to, uh, you know, the WrestleCast through all the various uh, channels. Uh, go to cspn.us, click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with Amazon for the holidays and some of your purchasing will come back to help keep the podcast free on the networks. You can also help us by becoming a patron over on the Patreon page. Get extra content for a fee and uh, you can hear me and Miss Simi talk about AEW Dynamite each and every week. You can also hear pre and post show conversations between myself, Mo, Miss Simi, Sam, and uh, other people, our guests before we do these recordings. So there's always some good content over there on the Patreon page. Please check it out. Uh, Pay the five to three or the one to become a patron and uh, you'll be helping out the show and the CSPN greatly. So until next week for my co-host, Miss Simi, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. 
and this has been the NXT cast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Bye-bye. See you in the hashtag. We gave you your props, all right? Hell of a tag team. We're record breakers. Breaking down barriers, Oops. Hey, man. Multiple tag team champions. You got booty owners. Up, up, down, down. Y'all merchandise lit, bro. Hell, Oops. They on Netflix. Hey, I'll be proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. Hey, Will Spear, ain't you proud of a new day? For real. I mean, I'll be super proud, too. It must feel real good to be the second best tag team in WWE. Let's talk about second best. Second best. What y'all fail to remember is that we still hold the record. That means that you are chasing us. That means you're chasing the guys who built this from the ground up. You're chasing the guys who changed what tag team wrestling looks like today. You are chasing first generation superstars. Real ones. Real ones. You see, y'all had people who were coddling you and holding your hand down the ramp, teaching you how to do this. Y'all got tryouts based on what your family members did before you. off the backs of your uncles, your cousins, your fathers, and your grandfathers, while we built our legacy off our own backs.